talking about chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh. Real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, the show where I interview amazing humans with amazing minds, and all I care about is what is in their fridge. Guys, it's a special one. They're all special, but this one is really special. My guest tonight is none other than my partner in 23andMe crime, my bra-bra, my brother David Adute. David Adute has done The Tonight Show multiple times. He had his own show on NBC's CISO called Dave and Ethan Lovemakers. He's performed at over 300 universities and he has done a dozen of national commercials. Uh, dozens of national but, commercials. Yeah, more he, than, he's done more than a dozen. Twelves yeah. of commercials. And he was a writer on HBO's Night of Too Many Stars under Robert Smigel. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, my brother Dave. Hey. Now, we have very similar voices, so this is going to be a little confusing for you guys. It's the same exact voice, actually. Just imagine if I was very, like, if I had a couple concussions and Uh, stoned. Imagine if I did 10 lines of coke before getting on here, and that'll be Dan, and I'm the (laughs) the one who sounds stoned. Yeah, he's the stoned concussed version. He's the coked up. David, I'm very excited to have you here. I've been wanting to have you on the show for two seasons now. Right. And um, luckily, uh, we've been blessed with enough guests where we we didn't have to make that happen. But today... Uh (laughs) Today you had a cancellation today we had a cancellation a last minute cancellation uh and what did i say i called you and i said hey dave uh, uh are uh, you ready for your big break no i said uh, opportunity opportunity is when is when you least expect it or is it luck L- luck is when opportunity but and preparation come together collide collide and here we are at the yeah. collision lauren lapkus thank you for giving david his biggest break ever oh man on green eggs and dan I'm very excited to have you here because you and I have a very sordid past when it comes to food. Yeah, totally. Um, we we used to butt heads a lot when it came to food. You make fun of me a lot when it comes to food. Still, yeah. You still make fun of me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet now I have the number one food podcast in the country. Well, it was short-lived. Now it's probably number seven okay, or we don't 10 need or 12. To talk about I don't even know if it's in the top 20 anymore. Okay, it, was, it was number one no, for it, a day it, it or was, so. It was good. Bon Appetit was on, hi- hours, on hiatus for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, before we get into our sorted food pass, I'm going to go through your fridge uh-huh. now. You can follow Dave a dude quote unquote fridge on my Instagram at standupdan. And the reason I put his fridge in quotes is because I am currently living in New York uh, and Dave is currently living in LA. Yeah. And we're staying in each other's homes. It's an old fashioned swap. It's an old fashioned meet cute. Oh, geez. So uh, we have, this is actually my fridge with. I'd say a quarter are my ingredients and uh, and three quarters are yours. Mm-hmm. Let's go through it. Uh, I'd say more half and half. It's a half and half yeah. sip. Now, number one, what you'll notice in, in David Dude's fridge that you wouldn't notice in mine is that there's really, it's very high in entropy. Things are just strewn about everywhere. Okay. No order. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh. you have your... 
you have your row of LaCroix down there, which I love. Which were pretty well organized. I think they're well organized. They're I, organized by flavor. You know, when I organize my LaCroix, I, I point all the labels in the same direction. I hate everything about you. And you have something else next to LaCroix that you actually introduced me to yesterday for the first time. I didn't introduce you to. Shark Tank Mark, did. Lori, uh, uh, Robert, Mr. Mr. Wonderful, Wonderful, and Barbara did. Yeah, they introduced us all to Genius Coconut Genius? Genius Coconut uh, water. Juice. It's not water, it's a smoothie. And what they do is they take a full coconut, they take all the juice and the meat uh. of the coconut and blend it all together. So it's kind of like a... dense a, coconut smoothie. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Not that not that they need any more advertising. They've already got the Shark Tank bump. Dun, 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 dun. But it is so delicious. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Then I'm going to just skip over all of my... Or lo, let's see. My stuff on the top, I have a bunch of pickles fermenting. Yeah. Which um, I've been eating. Thank you. Have you? It's yeah. good. It's good for gut health. It is. Uh, you have eggs on eggs on eggs right. on the third row there. Mm-hmm. What's that about? The only dish I can make. Eggs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much the only thing I can make. How do you cook your eggs, Dave? Um, I do a, a soft scramble. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or a fold over omelet. Ah, the old fold over. Yeah. How are most omelets made if not folded over? Opened. Open face omelet. You have you ever had an open face omelet? Uh probably at a diner or something. I think it's a thing. Yeah. I'd made that up, but it's actually a thing. So. <laughs> and I was trying to make fun of you, but then I thought it's actually a thing, so I stopped. Yeah. What is this here? Is this a diet Hansons? That's Diet Hansen's. That's my girlfriend's. Your girlfriend's drinking it. I think that my girlfriend drinks Diet Hansen's too. <laughs> well, 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 look at us. <laughs> Shout out to the ladies. Shout out to the ladies who put up with the this. The ladies who couldn't do any better than the Adoop brothers. Oh, I see you. I see you. Um, and then you've got the almond milk, which is a thing that I'd like to talk to you about. Sure. You used to be a fat guy. Yeah. And then you made some changes. I did. And now you're not a fat guy anymore. I'm not a fat guy. And it was one of those things where I used to make fun of you a lot. Yeah. I would I would relentlessly make fun of you. I'd say you were gross. Uh-huh. I'd say you're fat and gross. Yeah. And gross and fat. And gross and fat. And then I saw you once and you looked really skinny, which makes, first of all, you're welcome for all the fat shaming. It You literally shamed me so much and then... I don't, it didn't motivate me to lose weight, but once I lost weight, I had it in my head so that when you, who look disgusting compared to me now, yeah. like you just have a gross blobby body right now. I do. Uh, <laughs> I'm I just, blobby. I had it all. I had it all stored for moments like this. I, I where hate my it body's so much. way better than yours. It is. And you said that a lot of the reason was you made these little changes. I made and, little changes. Uh, you told me you stopped drinking dairy. You start you subbed in the almond milk. I subbed in uh, well, you know, I drink coffee two to three times a day. Yeah. And coffee used to be sugar and milk. Mm-hmm. And then I got rid of sugar, so it was just milk. Right. And now it's just black. Now it's just black coffee. Oh, you didn't even put the almond milk? No. And then you just stopped eating, you stopped grazing a lot. You used to be a grazer. I used to be a grazer. Um, yeah, no, I stopped, uh, I, I tried to cut out carbs as much as I could. Yeah. Um, and It's very impressive. You look and very soda, sexy. I used to drink soda and like Snapple. It's very amazing to me that you and I grew up in the same household. Yeah. Because I feel like... We had a very strict household when it came to food. Totally. We had our mom who would always cook a meal from scratch for dinner. Mm-hmm. And we'd all sit around and have dinner together. And she's an amazing cook. My dad, who spent a lot of his formative years in Europe, 
and was he was on the organic train way before it was even a thing in America. Totally. So we were having, you know, while our friends were having Fruit Loops and <laughs> and Cocoa Puffs for breakfast, yeah, we had muesli. Yeah, we had, the the thing is organic. In the eighties, there weren't many organic options. Like now, you can get the there's supermarkets that are only organic. Right. And there used to be fucking a quarter of an aisle was the organic section. And he would bring st- he would go on on these business trips in Switzerland and bring stuff back. Yeah, like cereals. <laughs> he would bring the worst tasting cereals, awful cereals. And I went to a friend's house once and had fruity pebbles, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. So then I couldn't drive. I I think I was like ten. I left home and I didn't run away. I left and walked to the nearest place that sold fruity pebbles. Yeah. And what I did was I I bought the fruity pebbles, um, took them out of the box and put them in the organic box. Right. <laughs> And then dad found out once. And I, and I, and I kept doing that. I, I would walk to the right aid, which was like a mile away. <laughs> I would walk with a mission with like quarters and bought fruity pebbles and put them into the fucking Kashi box. Oh my God. And would he hit you? Uh, this is it. This is back when uh, yeah, hitting was okay. Hitting was okay. We grew up. Uh, our, our our dad beat the shit out of us. We still love him. Yeah, we have a complex relationship. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, no, he hit me when he found out. A hundred percent, he hit me. Oh my god, do you remember that time when uh, we? I don't know if you remember this, but dad like would hit the bottom of our foot. Like that was his thing. You'd like get like a little like a hanger or a stick and hit the bottom of our foot. Like was our punishment. Didn't, I didn't get much. Of you that. didn't get a lot I of didn't it. Get a lot of the foot hangers. But stuff. he once. Uh, I remember. I was like, I put a deck of cards in my sock, so that my soul <laughs> oh had my a God. deck of cards there. And then I started like pissing Dad off, and he's like, "I'm gonna hit you in the foot." I'm like, "Okay." And then he fucking hit me in the foot, but he was hitting the deck of cards and I started laughing. And then he took the deck of cards out and hit me in the foot. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, he's a great guy though. Good we guy. love him. Good yeah, guy. Yeah, good guy. Good. But speaking of dad though, I think that a lot of my love for food and becoming a foodie and all that came from him. Right. Uh you know, he always wanted to go he always went to, to nice restaurants and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I'm curious why it seemed like because you didn't have that for a long time. Uh-huh. You're uh, you know, you'd always have like a Cheetos in the car. You'd have the the bags of of, you know, stuff like that. I'm trying to think of places where you know I was just like, dude, why are you doing that? And you were like, shut up, man. Shut up, let me live it my life. It seemed like it seemed like I maybe leaned into dad stuff, and maybe you rebelled against it a little. Yeah, I think it started with the the fruity pebbles. Yeah, I just the like, muesli, the, the cashi. The cashi is what got me. Yeah. Um, and I think. Then I was just kind of like doing all this unhealthy stuff on the side. Like I was doing it secretively. Yeah. And I liked the thrill. It was more of a thrill for me than the the organic stuff. Oh. Yeah. It was (laughs) some thrilling. So what happened to you that you turned? Because now you're you're a pretty high level food nerd. You seek out great restaurants. Yeah. You don't really, you never picked up on cooking. That never really became a thing for you. I don't know if you uh, heard the egg thing I said about four to five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. No, the folded omelet. Closed omelets. (laughs) Not open. (laughs) You make a closed omelet. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, it, it really just started with being healthier. 
you know, I think that was really my main motivation. What are we talking? How long ago? Probably, I would say probably 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Say 10 years ago is when I started like focusing more on, on healthy stuff and not, not shit. What was some shit that you were eating that you decided to cut out? Like, like mozzarella sticks. Oh yeah, uh, love you love them. Mo- love a crispy mozzarella stick. You call it mutts. Yeah, go get some mutts. It angers me so much <laughs> so when you much. say that. It <laughs> angers me so much. And I love that. And that's why I. That's why I. I, I like saying mutts. <laughs> so you do the uh, the mutts. The yeah. yeah, you would do a lot of that. Parmigiano. Yeah. So I I did um what else is it fries chicken fingers. Um, you you were like a kids menu guy up until you were thirty. <laughs> I was a kids menu guy. Yeah, yeah. But it was uh, you would do the artichoke pizza late night. I remember oh that. Oh my that god! Was a move. Well, I lived across the street from artichoke pizza in New York. Yeah, right when it came out, so it was like the biggest thing. More with my brother right after this. Back to Dave. Do you have a meal that you remember? So it was less about like like the the thrill the high of getting an amazing meal and more about like i need to change my lifestyle choices because this is unhealthy yeah yeah yeah. i think it was just more quality food that's kind of how it started what was was there a meal though that you remember that you were like oh shit i actually this is really good i need to start i like nice food i like good food it actually tastes better um you mean like growing up no like like was there something in your 20s or 30s that like a meal that 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 maybe yes you didn't initially get into being into food because of the epicurean aspects you got into right. it for the health aspects but was there something that you were like oh fuck i think because you are more of an epicurean now i think you don't just do it for health right, right right no that's true i think um you know like you said dad and they would take us to a ton of restaurants and they'd also take us all over the world so we got to try all different types of cuisine uh david we try to remain like a blue collar food podcast yeah um all over the he world got... of staten island <laughs> uh, <laughs> man we saw all of staten we island saw north staten island south yeah. staten island remember spring break yonkers oh, oh man that was bad sick so, uh, no, we we were very fortunate. Our parents traveled a lot, and they took yeah. us with them. And we were first class. And no, like, no, we weren't. We had no. four hotel rooms, even though we only needed two. <laughs> Not true. I I am one of you, <laughs> listener. That's not true. We didn't fly first class. Um, but uh, yeah. So I think we were exposed to all different um foods. But I think there was. What I mean, there, I'm trying to think of like a. There was a gnocchi dish in um, Venice where Whoa. we found this like random restaurant. Um, I, I don't know if you recall it. We found it. It wasn't like we, this was like before Yelp and all that shit. Uh-huh. We just kind of found it walking by and we had a gnocchi. And I think we went back there like four times. It was was it like, the one where they would put the wine on your table and you could just take as much as you wanted? Something like that? I wasn't drinking then, so I'm not sure. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I think I know what you're talking about. So gnocchi was what did it for gnocchi, you. Gnocchi, that that meal always stands out in my mind. Gnocchi yeah. is a weird flavor if you have never had it before. Totally. Because it's very, it's not like something that you just go and pick up and buy. And also there's such a huge difference between store gnocchi and, and handmade. Whereas with pasta, there's a difference, but it's not as as huge, I think. 
I think maybe like the potato doesn't freeze as well. I've never made gnocchi once in my life, so I don't know. But that was a fresh gnocchi that you had. <laughs> it was a fresh gnocchi, yeah. And that was probably, I think I was like probably, how old were we that trip? Do you remember? I don't know. We were young. I think I was probably 14 or 15. Yeah. But I do, so gnocchi, a very soft food. Yeah. Interesting that you bring that up, oh, that no. you fell in love with soft foods. Because my brother, David Dute, yeah. has a phobia. It's something that might, I always thought these things are just like made up sicknesses. No. But I think they might be real. David has a thing where if he's, if he hears crunching around him, yeah. crunching food, uh-huh. he fucking <laughs> loses his mind, <laughs> like flips the table, has to leave the room. Yeah. Literally, we had lunch in two different rooms today, actually, at, at the house because I was having like a crispy, like it was like a pickled red cabbage. Yeah, the crispiest. And yeah. he was just eating it like fucking with reckless. I was eating it like a normal human being eats ch- food. <laughs> yes, I was eating it. And David had to get up and go to the other room. Just chomping on cabbage. <sighs> there was, what was the story? You were on a date or something? Oh yeah, I was on a second date with a girl and our first date was fantastic. So the, the, the worst thing for me is ice chewing. That's like the, the worst. It's like the nails on a chalkboard times 100. Yeah. Um, where I can just feel like my blood boiling and it, and it just... I it's just, a visceral reaction. I'm, I'm just even talking about it right now. I'm feeling it. Uh, David is squirming in his chair. I'm squirming because of ice chewing. Anyway, I told this girl about... Um, my thing with ice chewing on yeah. a second date and then she cutely took the ice from her water Oof. and walked over to me and started chewing it in my ear wow and i was like <laughs> no i'm serious this is like something i don't really like i i'd appreciate if you didn't do that and then she um again did it again and that was the moment i knew i was never going to see this person oh, again in my life wow <laughs> <laughs> and I never did. Oh, and she invited wow. me over and I said, nope, I'm going home. Yeah. Sorry, Amal Clooney. Yeah. yeah. Didn't work out with David. That was the one. Um, That is so funny to me because it's it called, was like, it has a name, by the way. It was a meet cute that turned into a, I'm never going to see you again cute. Totally was so excited about the date oh at the God. beginning. And that was it. Could we call her on the phone right now? <laughs> no, I'd prefer not. Actually, I saw her recently. Really? Yeah. I didn't tell you this. I saw her at a Lalabo store. Okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was doing some holiday shopping and she was there and we made eye contact and then just, and then I pretended like I needed to read all the ingredients of Lalabo. <laughs> I started picking them up. Oh my God. I started reading about patchouli and shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was, uh, it's a real thing it's a real thing i've told strangers at restaurants to please stop chewing ice next to me yeah yeah the the funniest is i think when you you were telling me when you got a night of too many stars in the writer's room oh my god you were like you know it was your first staff writing job yeah i was the lowest on the totem totem pole (laughs) and then one of the higher level writers started chewing ice no so um, the way Robert Smigel would come in and just be like, all right, guys, uh, write something for Ben Stiller. And then we'd all have to like brainstorm and we'd all just open a Google Doc and write yeah. down ideas. And it was just dead silent in the room. Then one of the senior writers took pretzel rods and just started chomping on them. And it was the loudest thing I could. It was just so loud. And head, no one was doing headphones, really. So I just had to. It was kind of like my... Uh, <laughs> 
what's that therapy when they just like <laughs> immersive therapy immersive therapy yeah it was my immersive therapy <laughs> and I, i'm still fucked up but i was good for a little during that yeah 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 it was it was the, the i couldn't come up with any good ideas it just ruined my whole flow it's very funny because you're not a type a person in my like you're like a very you're the most like you're a very go with the flow guy yeah i'm type cute you're like a type gamma you're like a gamma male what does that mean and the fact that that thing creates such a visceral reaction it make it's one of my it's almost it's probably one of my favorite things about you it is and you don't <laughs> abuse it although you do like telling you want if you tell little kids then they don't they don't care they think it's hilarious and they keep doing it you also have a weird now you've just turned into like it's not even a phobia you have a, a hate of your mother chewing for some reason it's <laughs> Your mother so, chewing food. Yeah. It could be, it doesn't have to be crunchy. Even. There's, there's, Poor mom. There's something. Our mom, lovely lady. Lovely. Anytime sweetest. she tries to give herself sustenance, David goes into a frenzy. Oh my God. I don't know why, but it's really heightened with mom. Like, dad will come home with baguettes and I'll be like, oh shit. <laughs> I gotta put up with this. And he's like toasting it and I run in and like lower the darkness because I don't, <laughs> don't want to. Oh, oh God! Man. Yeah, I don't know why that is with mom, but no, I've I got in a fight with a friend recently and and didn't talk to him the whole night. Yeah, if I if I tell someone about it and then they do it to fuck with me, then that like then that I'm, that you really hate yeah that. that'll really rile me up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Misophonia. Where since you've moved misophonia, that's what it is. Yeah. Since you've moved to L.A., have you um, discovered any any types of food that? are different than new york or better than new york that you can't get in new york i think sushi in la is definitely better yeah no surprise there yeah um also mexican yeah um and i heard taco window is gone is it yeah <gasps> oh no yeah. taco window was a great restaurant in west adams and it was like this hipster french guys who were making tacos yeah and, and they so were like good. it was fantastic um so yeah the I mean, I think the I think New York's ramen game is I I think there's disputes about that, but I think New York's ramen game might be. But I also don't eat tonkotsu. No, you don't eat tonkotsu. David's a good Jew. That's another food thing that separates us. You're a better Jew than I am. I'm a better Jew, and I've been I've kind of been shedding my layers. Yeah. And the only holdout thing Come is on. pork. Yeah, we both grew up kosher. And I rebelled quickly after college. Yeah. And started eating pork and everything and love it all. David doesn't eat, David does eat shellfish now. Yeah. Mom, if you're listening. No, she, she doesn't know how to have podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he lies to my parents. I do. I lie to my parents about <laughs> shellfish. I'm scared. He, he can't come out of the closet with the, with the non-kosher. Uh, but, I say that jokingly, but when I told my mom, that i was kosher she like had like a fucking breakdown so that I, you weren't kosher you mean that i wasn't kosher she yeah had a breakdown so i get it but um actually that's it's funny the reason do you know the reason why i started eating shellfish no it wasn't because i was like curious about shellfish but i was dating a girl mm. who um wasn't jewish and still not i'm assuming <laughs> and <laughs> and um I was like, you know, I told her that I wanted, like, you know, she just thought that we couldn't take things to the next level because she wasn't Jewish. And I was like, no, I want to show you that I'm, like, cool with it. Oh. So we went out to John Dory. 
Yeah. In the Ace Hotel. Yes. In New York. April Bloomfield's restaurants. April Bloomfield's. I think it's gone. I think it's gone. The whole empire is crumbling. Um, and I and in one sitting for the first time ever had every type of shellfish. So I had oysters for the first time, oh. all in one meal. Oh. It was oysters, lobster, crab, oh. octopus, oh. Um, scallops. That is not a good mussels, way to introduce yourself. Clams, literally every single type. And I was just like, all of it. I want all of it. And I did it all in one sitting. And some of it was great. And some of it I hated. And I still hate. I had a clam. My first thing was a giant clam in a gross Chinese restaurant in Chinatown. Yeah. (laughs) And raw. And it was fucking... I still am not a huge fan of clams. That is great. That is... First of all, you need to be more confident in yourself. No. Love yourself a little more. (laughs) I'm going to find the girl who makes me eat pork. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is what angers me is because you kept saying to me, you know what? I'm going to eat pork. But the only way I'll do it is if I go to st- to if Spain I'm in Barcelona in Barcelona and I can have Iberico pork Iberico pork which uh, for those of you who don't know Iberico pork is the most magical kind of pork they're these pigs these black pigs in Spain that eat on a mountainside and they just have acorns and listen to flamenco and <laughs> they their meat is the most delicious pork you can buy hands down even an italian will tell you even a french person will tell you no one's pork comes close so david was in barcelona Mm -hmm. barcelona he saw the leg yeah he remembered his vow to me right apparently not as strong as his vow to the girl that he went on two dates with that's very true and And then i saw moses (laughs) you saw moses in the leg of ham in the leg of ham yeah uh and And he said please don't do this to yourself (laughs) Newsflash. <laughs> Moses was actually Spanish. He split the Red Sea, then split the Mediterranean. He split. And walked over yeah. to, to, to Seville. Yeah. No, I don't know why. I just didn't. You know, I was with Mike, who also is a pork holdout. Yeah. And, I, and then I was like, if he does it, I'll do it. Mike, you got to do it. And then I kind of had like my cop out that Mike wasn't doing it, so I didn't do it. Oh, man. So what I'm getting is that your principles only lie in who's sitting across from you. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Well, 100%. Well, why don't my principles count? Um, I will make a guarantee on the air that if you and I are in Barcelona or Ibiza... Andrew, and, buy plane tickets right now. Um, buying plane tickets. Then I will have a very... Really? Yeah. No, but then you're going to be all weird and guilt If guilty. I'm with you. You're going to be like in a fetal position in the corner of the hotel room feeling yeah. guilty. And we'll do a follow-up episode of, yeah. of my resentment. I don't need that. Back to David in a minute, but first, a little more about my favorite guilty pleasure, Iberico pork. Sure, it might not be great for the spiritual health of the Jews, but could it be good for our physical health? Because of the fact that these pigs are fed a diet of wild acorns and walnuts, their fat develops an obscene amount of oleic acid, a monounsaturated fatty acid much like that of olive oil. In fact, The fat on these pigs is closer to olive oil and health benefits than any animal fat. So yes, you might go to hell for eating them, but at least you'll be in great shape down there. Okay, back to David. Are you ready for your rapid fire questions? Yeah. Um, Okay. These are fun. I'm very curious what your answers are to these because I don't know the answers to them. Uh, What is your earliest food memory? My earliest food memory is um i think chocolate mousse chocolate mousse that's yeah. a good one Do you remember that 
Yeah, explain yeah, so it to the listeners. Our dad would go to Switzerland. Um, <laughs> All of our stories make <laughs> us sound like these fucking heirs <laughs> of a fucking father castle. <laughs> father would go to Switzerland. Yeah. And he would buy us um, chocolate uh, milk powder. What Do you remember the brand? No, but I remember that it was like a brown... Yeah, and yeah. expensive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're guys. We're commoners. We're just like it you. Was very expensive. Okay. Uh, and we and our mom would take the. She would. She would basically take chocolate powder, yes. chocolate milk powder. Yeah. And then a shit ton of sugar, butter, and then a raw egg. Yes. And mix it all together. I think it was the raw egg yolk. It wasn't the uh, yolk uh, and uh, the white. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. And and mix them. This was apparently before salmonella worries. Salmonella was a just thing. a fucking raw egg. Yeah, like Rocky style. Just fucking raw <laughs> egg, and it was delicious. It was sweet. Wait, did you mention the butter? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a dab of butter in there. More than a dab. Yeah, and it was delicious. Mom had all these little hobo foods that she made, like hobo f- chocolate mousse. She also made like uh, like the uh, like eggs egg eggs in a Frank's. hole. Toad in a hole. Oh, toad in a hole was awesome. Which is like you know the piece of bread with the hole in the middle. Yeah. Which is like it's like it's like a hobo hunter food. <laughs> yeah. And then she would make us the eggs with frankfurters, where she would chop up a hot dog and just like and just throw, throw it, it in. in some eggs and be like, hey, our I'm telling you, our mom is a fucking I still get closet down with hobo. I'm still get down with that. It's that, delicious. Yeah, it's really good. Um, what is your death row meal? You're on death row. You, someone was chewing way too loud next to you. You couldn't take it. You put an ice pick in their chest. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. And um, now you're on death row. And now I'm on death row. Um, I would probably, um, I'd probably do a big steak. You know, I think the Cajun ribeye at Brian and Cooper is slowly becoming my favorite steak. I agree with you. And it's funny because I made fun of that steak the first time I heard of it. Because you called it fratty? It was fratty. David Dude. Uh, we have to talk about ter- fratty because yeah. this was a term that I think I made to make fun of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That uh, David likes to take things and frat them up, like it's like how a, a fraternity, how you imagine a fraternity, 100%. you know, like put ranch on everything. Yep. You know, take my sushi and put it in the eel sauce and the crunchies. Yeah. <laughs> Fratten it up, deep fry it. So when I heard Brian and Cooper Steakhouse, which is probably my favorite steakhouse in New York now, it's yeah. in Long Island. They have something called a Cajun ribeye, which is like a blackened ribeye. I was like, no, this is against everything, everything that 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 is pure in the steakhouse world. You want minimal sauce. You want minimal fucking with. You just want a good piece of meat. No, you want that meat to fucking pledge. You want that meat (laughs) to pledge to fucking the Cajun fraternity. Cajun, Cajun, Alpha. Kappa, Kappa, Alpha. And it is divine oh so good it is very good so i would say probably that steak with a bunch of those you know yeah i love the steaky sides but i can only do that meal once in a while you know hey this is your last one uh it's my last one but yeah yeah, like a crispy you know well done potato yeah more like keep keep frying that shit yeah frat it up spinach yeah um a little mac and cheese hmm yeah yeah die of heart disease before they (laughs) before before they they fry me uh, what is the best high-end meal that you've ever had? 
Um, the best I am mean, uh, Gramercy Tavern in oh, New York. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had like a meal there. Really? Yeah. Oh, the back room. I don't think, I don't think. Do you know there's two rooms? Yeah. There's like a bar room. Yeah. And there's, there's a, a bar room, room and then there's a back room. You were in the back room or the bar room? The back room. Okay. It was, uh, I, I helped, I used to do real estate and I helped two buddies find, find an apartment. And instead of paying me my $6,000 fee, they took me out to dinner. <laughs> to a $200 dinner. No, <laughs> nice. Uh, they did, uh, we did the wine pairing. And Max, uh, one of the guys, used to be a host there. Uh-huh. So it was like the tasting menu on steroids. Oh, they just kept, nice. br- like, it might have been double the tasting menu. Oh, wow. And they just brought all this special stuff out. Um, I think there was like a poached lobster. There was a duck confit. Um there's so much wine and this is the only meal that i've ever had where i ate and drank so much that i literally fell asleep before (laughs) (laughs) i fell asleep before at the table at the table oh my god very fancy restaurant oh my god uh it was a happy sleep Uh, and they kept waking me up for the new dish wow they had to wake me up for like the last three dude i was it was just so much food and so much drink (laughs) And I kept just falling asleep. I just ate myself to sleep. Oh, my God. But I remember it being the best meal. And I think I went to Stone Barns, like, the same month. Oh, really? And everyone was saying Stone Barns was was the best meal in New York. And I was like, nope, Gramercy Tavern's got them beat. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to get to some something fratty that we can hope... We can edit in, Andrew, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Speaking of frattiness... Yeah. what What are your top... You you make these frat inventions. Yeah, yeah. You fratify foods. Mm-hmm. What are what are some of the frat foods? I'm forgetting right now for some reason. But you have like some things, some orders that you do, the way you order them. Well, that's actually one of my drunk foods. Oh yes. Yeah. Wait, the sandwich. Yeah. That's I called you drunkenly from New York once. To ask me from what a fucking bodega. Fratastic sandwich. You have a, the best fratastic bodega drunk sandwich. So it's a chicken cutlet. Yeah. Um, with uh, lettuce, tomato. Fresh mutts. <laughs> Fresh mutts. Melted on. It's got to be melted on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Russian dressing and jalapenos. Oof. And and it's so funny because every time I order it, at, and it's bodega. This is bodega. It has to be that, bodega. Yeah, it's got to be bodega. It's got to be f- fucking $4. Yeah. And every time I order, I always say, um, and uh, let me get some jalapenos. And the guy's like, oh, you're Spanish? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I just know how to pronounce jalapenos. So I never pronounce it incorrectly <laughs> anymore. Uh, but that's my fratastic sandwich, which is which is still my go-to drunk food. It's 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 so good. It's so good. It's so good. I call you drunkenly to get the. Oh. yeah. Um, what else do I frat? I sriracha every slice of pizza. Oh yeah. I'll sriracha. You every- sriracha everything. I put. Sriracha my mom on everything. will make. Persian cuisine, oh, Persian foods, like very authentic Persian foods that she slaves over yeah. and that have nice subtle flavors. Uh-huh. And David will just fucking bathe it in sriracha. I sriracha everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what weird things are that you've sriracha But you do. You put it in tacos, you'll sriracha. You'll just sriracha everything. I ice cream sometimes if you want the sweet savory. Come on. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. You sriracha ice cream? I have. You're fucking I was definitely dead not to me. sober. <laughs> You're dead to me. Um No. How are we the same? Dude, I bet you I bet you genetics. David Chang's coming out with fucking sriracha ice cream soon. That's probably true, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What is the best low-end meal that you've ever had? 
best low end meal I've ever had is probably um I think like uh I wanna say Mamoon Shawarma. Oh, Helen Hong, actually. That was her favorite, I think, was a Mamoon's falafel. Is that right? Yeah. Mamoon's shawarma. Which I've never had sober. Again, another thing you need to have drunk. Because if you have it sober, it's way too salty. It just doesn't seem to work. But when you're drunk and you crave that saltiness, and the, it, oh, it and really the crispy, works. Un- like the crisp, the crisp of the onions. Yeah. And then like just tahini all over your sleeves. Yeah. It's just fantastic. That's a good one. That's a good low end one. Or there's also Jean famous noodles. Uh, oh, the one that foods. I never went to. The ones that I kept asking you. That's your problem, dude. Oh god. You're like, I want to open your eyes to food. Come with me. We're gonna go to a place that was that's <laughs> known for their mirepoix, which they throw in every dish creatively. You don't even know what mirepoix is. It's carrots. Okay. So, <laughs> so <laughs> there. And then I'm like, dude, you got to come to this place. You don't respect my food knowledge. I don't respect your food knowledge. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Why don't you respect my... Anytime you say, let's go try something, I'm like, yes. And then I said, let's go. And by the way, it was like featured on Bourdain and everything. Like, it, it's been written up a million times. Right, right. Um, you know why? And now, and I went to the first one, and now it's like, there's like 30 of them because yeah. it's fucking great. <laughs> and you still haven't gone. You kept telling me to go, and I kept being like, okay, David, yeah, we'll go. Yeah. And then it became a hit, and I was like, oh, he was when right. Why did I steer you wrong? You've never really steered me wrong. I think it's just, you know... I think it's the shit palette, the fattiness, the frattiness, uh-huh. the, I just, I just assume that I'm a lot better at food than you are. Right. You know? right, right, right. You're better at a lot of things than I am, but food is one of the things that I, I, I just, you know. Right. So you don't take, um, suggestions from anyone that you don't respect. <laughs> yes. At all. Yeah. So you don't respect me. I don't respect you when it Period. comes to, yeah, I don't respect <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. Yeah, yeah, let's move along. <laughs> I hate this. Uh, I'll, uh, the next question is, what's your favorite drunk food? But I'm assuming that it's that sandwich. Fucking, you got that. Yeah. 100%. What about favorite hangover food? Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger? Yeah, always. Oh. Just a fratty cheeseburger. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Any specifics? Any specific ones in New York or in LA? Yeah. Um, in New York, I think the... I'm trying to think of which ones. You know, I keep moving, so it's it's always changes. Um, the BK Johnny Burger in Bushwick. Was that the one that the Pakistani place we oh, had yeah. together? Oh, that yeah. was fantastic. That's actually not a cheeseburger, but it's one of my favorite burgers. It's a very good burger. Yeah, it's all it's got um, chutney and yogurt. Yeah, um, it's all it's it's just spiced fantastically, and it's a one of those big old patties. It's fantastic. Um, you keep making this sound, by the way, which is going to gross out our listeners. Mm-hmm. Like you just suck in air. What are you sucking in air and saliva for some reason? I, I had I was sick for 10 days and I'm still a little congested. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, by the way, I just realized I, I'll tell you how I thought about this because I, th- I wanted to tell you that Ignacio's hangover food was a banana. I, I like to have banana, any banana. Hot dogs. And then I was like, David's a part investor of Estella as well. And you didn't even throw that in your, your, your intro. You are a restaurateur, my brother. I milk it a lot less than you do. Oh, I milk the yeah. fuck out of it. You fucking. I like, we'll People go to think the... that you like, br- like, you're like, I fucking brick by brick laid down the <laughs> bricks for Stella. I put, I picked out the kitchen, picked out the cutlery, the uh, light fixtures. That's all me. I go to the dmv they're like do you have your social i was like no but i'm one of the owners of estella yeah is that 
Um, I, I don't use it as much as you. But um, yes, I'm a, I am just as much of an owner as you are. Do you have a... Me and my basic ass food taste. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a favorite celebrity chef? Um, like, and it can be either a, an actual chef or like, you know, or a, a Bourdain or a Ratatouille. Um, I think my favorite, uh, you're going to hate me because it's your least favorite, I think. Who? David Chang. Oh, yeah. I mean, I tell me why. I'll tell you why. Convince me. I think, you know, I used to live on First Ave and 14th Street, which is right next to Sambar yeah. in New York. And he had these Brussels sprouts that he made. Yeah. Just a bowl of Brussels sprouts. Yes. And it was all fratted up. You know, he fratted them up in fish sauce. He introduced fish sauce to the Brussels sprout, which was a game changer because no one was using fish sauce as an additive like that yeah. in, in, in like uh, sides. Ugh. I actually use fish sauce in all my Brussels sprouts that I make now. Wait, so you shit on this guy repeatedly and now and and then you you steal his fish sauce game and don't give him the props that he deserves the only reason i shit on him is because we went to this restaurant we went to his restaurant in downtown and you were the least pleasant person to dine with because we were all enjoying our meal and you're like oh my god he's just like shitting on korea right now like i don't need someone to take korean food and like americanize it for me and it was like the best we were just like oh this is so good and then you had to fucking give <laughs> that a was that major domo yeah well it just seems to me that he is just whitewashing korean food and making it just palatable enough for white people to be like oh take all my money david chang and he's not like doing anything i in my opinion he's not doing anything so creative to it to be like oh this is a new kind of cuisine he's just taking korean dishes and lightening them up i don't know i just there was something that seemed a little bit like he was culturally appropriating his own culture in a way. His own culture. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't, I don't know. And it's all, so expensive. Look, I also am just, th but my main reason for not being a fan is just because I think that he used to be great. And then I think he just wanted to take over the world and make a lot of money and expand like crazy. Right. And I just have never had anything that is so like mind boggling, but he like walks around like he's, you know, the authority on everything. Have you had the duck at Sambar? No, I hear it's great. I mean... You gotta have great. these things. These, I think that's like his main. I had his. I had. I went to his. I went to. I had his ramen, and I fucking hated it. I didn't have it because I don't eat pork. <laughs> Thank you, Hashem. <laughs> you can't eat half of David Chang's foods. What about, I thought you were gonna say, Mr. Taste. Mr. Taster is quickly becoming my favorite celebrity. <laughs> Mr. Taster. My favorite. <laughs> Yeah, it's your guy, man. I want to get Mr. Taster on the podcast. Oh, my God. Mr. Taster is a food blogger in Iran uh -huh. who has an Instagram at Mr. Taster, I believe. I, I think Mr. Dot Taster. Mr. Dot Taster. Yeah. And he's just the mo he's like this he's like this chubby, yeah. like bald, but like has like sideshow bob hair coming yeah. out of the sides with big glasses. And he's just the the most lovable character you going around Iran. You have I have a huge crush. And we talk to each other on Instagram and like it melts my heart whenever he DMs you and you me. and you Snapchat it and send it out <laughs> with like heart emojis. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. like literally, it's what does you it You literally for just me. mentioned him so you could tag him on the... Yo, uh, shout out to Mr. Tasta. Um, what is your desert island food? You're trapped on a desert island. Yeah. There's one food you're going to be able to, you can have for the rest of your life and that's it. What is it going to be? Could it be a restaurant? Like a Okay. We brick by brick bring a restaurant on the desert island. Yes. What is that restaurant? I think if I had to I'm eat... gonna guess. Yeah. Chipotle? No. Oh. What's your what's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> what a kind of garbage restaurant is it, David? 
uh, I think I could eat sugarfish every day. Sugarfish. Yeah, which I know is a very basic ass answer. No, but. it's not. Sugarfish, again, for all the non LA people, you've heard about it a bunch. I actually, when people come to LA and they say, what restaurant should I go to? I'm like, you should go to sugar. That should be one of your places. Because it's such an interesting LA staple. It's like fast food sushi, but also not. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, as I say before, you guys have heard it before, it's the Nespresso of sushis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's solid. You know what you're getting. It's not Yeah, I think I could just eat it every day. I, I mean, I think that's something that you want on a dessert island. Yeah. It's something you can eat every day. Did you say a dessert island? D- deserted. Oh, I thought you said a dessert island. And on my dessert island, I do banana flambe. <laughs> what? Is there a food that you cannot, you just can't stand it? Yeah. Um, persimmons that are not ripe. Oh, an unripe persimmon. It's the worst fucking thing I've ever put. It just kills me even right. thinking about it. You're just right. The, what it does to my mouth, it's... You know, it, it, this is very funny that you're saying this because... Uh, we were you and I were uh, making fun of our mom, uh, back to mom, uh-huh. a couple months ago because our mom really gets a kick out of you know Farsi is a very old language, way older than English, uh-huh. and it's a very dense language, and they have a lot of words for things that we don't have words for in English, and my mom gets such a fucking kick out of like showing us off on how great. Persian is and how they have this word that we don't have. Like she gets so much pride. She's like, "You stupid idiot! You think English is sophisticated language? Do you have a word for when you put a stamp on the wrong side of the envelope? <laughs> we do. It's bleak. Like, and she'll just go through lists of these things. She just told me a word the last time I was in New York. Uh-huh. There's a word." For when you eat a persimmon uh-huh. and it's not ripe. No. Yes. What is it? Gaz. Gaz? <laughs> yeah. Shut up. It, it means that it's gaz. It means that it's, it's it's a word reserved for persimmon. Just for it's not like dry no. mouth. It's just it's, it's just, not dry mouth. It's not unripe, like as in any fruit. Wow. It is a persimmon <laughs> that gives you dry mouth. It's gaz. gaz. Man. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> Shit gives you gas. Um, David, dude, do you have a restaurant pet peeve? You know your brother. You've sat with your brother at restaurants. I yeah. probably have more restaurant pet peeves. I'm probably very annoying to eat with. Yeah, I think my pet peeve is probably going to people who think they're superior to um, the chef and like, oh, I can cook this better than this guy. You mean going to eat with people? Yeah, going something? to eat with them. Oh. I'm t- you're you're my pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> you're. Literally, my pet peeve is dining yeah. with you and listening to you. Yeah. 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 Um, Besides that, anything? Because uh, <laughs> that's the thing. You are very easygoing. We go to restaurants and David's sitting there. He's excited to be there. I'm like, nope. They, they're using uh, 150 volt lights right over our table. We need to move. Yeah. No, I mean, like, all right. I think uh, I am more easygoing than you. I, it's something that I think you instilled in me that it kind of bothers me now is when they take your plate when other people are still eating. Oof, hate it. Um, which I didn't hate at all. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I get it. You need to wash the dishes. <laughs> but then I sat. you uh, enlightened me. And that's the only good thing I've gotten out of you in life. Huh? On that note. <laughs> David, dude, thank you so much for being a guest on Green Eggs and Dan. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to plug? Um, I guess just my Twitter and Instagram. David, dude. Twitter and Instagram, David Dude. Thank you again, and uh, Thank please. Thank you. I'm glad I could fill in. If anyone sees my brother 
eating out and you take a video of you chewing ice next to him and you send it to me, I will Venmo you 20 bucks. That is a promise. (laughs) Do it. And I will fight you. (laughs) Thank you, Dave. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Steven. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan. And interstitial music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. Special thanks to Erios. To see pictures of my brother's fridge, information about the restaurants mentioned in this episode, and more, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at StandUpDan. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Podglomerate. A sonic universe. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.